If you're trying to conceive and feeling overwhelmed with fertility advice, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to Don't Tell Me to Relax, your fertility podcast and antidote to unhelpful fertility information. I'm Hannah, a fertility acupuncturist, teacher and campaigner for better fertility education. This podcast aims to empower and inform you about your menstrual cycle and fertility. It's basically all that information you didn't get in sex ed at school with the aim of improving your understanding of your reproductive health and optimizing your fertility. Welcome back to this episode. I hope this finds you well. We are just coming off the back of the bank holiday when we're recording this. And I am joined by the very lovely Carly, and we are going to be talking all about stress, stress and mental health, emotional well-being, and how it impacts your fertility. And before we delve into all of that, because I know it's a really big topic, I'm just going to ask Carly to say hello and introduce herself to us. Hello, I'm Carly Garrett, and I'm a reflexologist and a fertility coach and mentor support person and tell us Carly how did you you've been working in this industry for a very long time how what 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 brought you you're a reflexologist aren't you and you know you work in our team as a fertility coach and you've done two so far two great courses that we're going to go into in a bit more detail in in a minute but what sort of brought you into this field So I trained as a reflexologist back in 2004, which feels like forever ago. And I came to reflexology because I was an insomniac in my 20s and I was just interested and I was having reflexology myself and interested in how it would help me. Um, And I fell in love with it. I, my first weekend of training, I knew that that was what I wanted to do. I was working in the city at the time and it just developed from there. So I then went on and did some pregnancy training. It was my first training outside of um, the main course, which had a bit of preconception care in there. And that was what I loved doing. So I then went on and pretty much completely went down the fertility route. And so trained as a repo flexologist and then wanting to get the mind involved. The more time that I spent, I love working um, with the reflexology and with clients' feet, but the more work I was doing, the more I wanted to get the mind involved. So I went on and did, trained in the fertile body method, then um, other fertility training, other modalities that I brought into it, coaching, certification, freedom fertility formula, and that's just all come together now with with the work that I do in clinic and online with my coaching clients. And um, and for us, you we've got two specific courses. Bespoke, I think, is the word that I'm going to use yeah. because that sounds really posh. So you have created two bespoke courses for us. One around supporting people during the two week wait. And mm-hmm. one that we're just launching uh, this week, or it'll be last week by the time this this goes out, uh, which is called the Pocket Hug, which I just think is the loveliest name. And do you want to just tell us a little bit about what those what those courses are and what's involved in those courses? Yes. Yeah, so the two week wait is um, is for any wait. We we called it the two week wait, but um, but really it can be used for any form of waiting, whether you're waiting for tests, waiting your waiting for embryos to develop, you know, anything. And that has 
a little bit of a coaching element to it. So we are thinking ahead of how you want to be feeling in that weight and what things that we can put into place. And then there are some lots of relaxation resources in there, some guided meditation, facial reflexology, breathing exercises, just lots of tools and techniques to keep you grounded, to keep you balanced and just to, to help get you through. And and that is, you know, one of the reasons that we kind of joined forces was because, you know, this idea around sort of stress and the emotional turmoil that comes with fertility is something that we see so much in clinic. And it and it's, you know, I'm always trying to think about ways that we can support people in a, in, in as many ways as possible, because I guess it's great when people come into clinic and you know this because you work with clients one-to-one as well when people come into clinic and they have acupuncture or they have reflexology the you can really see the change from when someone comes in to when somebody leaves in that they kind of like you know their stress and their cortisol leaves their body and they leave in such a relaxed frame of mind and people always say oh they had a really good night's sleep or they felt so much lighter they felt so much better and so you know, and what we're always aware of is that people can't always come to clinic. We want people, we wish mm-hmm. people could come and have treatment with us every single day. And obviously time and cost does not allow that to happen. So really, I guess what the courses do is trying to find other ways of getting people into those nice, relaxed states to enable them to get through the day as 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 easy as possible and to make that as accessible as possible, which is why we came up with the idea of doing like online courses that weren't hugely expensive, that were accessible to everybody and can be used at any point. And I think, you know, from the feedback that you've got, people really find that helpful and um, useful for when they're going through their struggles. Yes, absolutely. And with the pocket hug, that's, that's, I'm not even so sure I'd actually call that one a course. That's more just a handful of resources just for in the moment when you need them, whether that's a little bit of EFT tapping or some guided meditation. And it's not something that you actually have to think about a workout, which is more the two week wait that, that has a little bit more structure to it and a little yeah. bit more, um, just, like you say bespoke more it can be how you want it to be yeah and and that's and and that's the the beauty about these things because all of these techniques have been proven to switch off that adrenaline cortisol response that is is so common at various different stages you know no matter where you are and what your situation is absolutely and what we want is we want I well what I want and us together I guess is that I want my clients to be supported on this on this kind of quote unquote journey yeah. that, that they're on, and I that the stress side um, and what it actually does to your body or what it doesn't do to your body aside, I don't like the thought that my clients are constantly overwhelmed, that they're anxious, that their life is impacted in so so many ways, and they're so bombarded with external information and being told what they can do and what they can't do and following all these rules and regulations that to give them some respite and to find ways of managing the anxiety and overwhelm yeah that's what I want yes 
And I, I was just doing a little bit of um, sort of research before we, we came on into this idea of sort of stress and fertility, because it's a real hot topic. And, and, and actually, you know, why this podcast is named Don't Tell Me to Relax, because there's this idea that stress inhibits fertility or stress is the reason why you're having fertility struggles. And that's why people come out with such stupid because they are stupid phrases like, oh, go just go on holiday, you know, yeah. just relax, it will happen. And and that is so unhelpful. It's why we named the the podcast this. And actually, you know, when you look into the research, it's there is no research that stress causes fertility. You know, the scientific papers have done in, in terms of, you know, people who have got um, anxiety or depression and you know they've been clinically diagnosed and they're going through IVF treatments and studies have shown that you know that that depression that anxiety does not um alter the outcomes of those IVF techniques in any way mm -hmm. shape or form that the research isn't really conclusive so it's kind of this idea of stress and fertility has kind of got sort of mixed up in not a very very helpful way for when people are going through it, and I and I and I know that you see the same as as what I see in, in clinic is that people are stressed because they're stressed. Absolutely. And yeah. how many how many people ask you is stress? I I was going I you know I'm going through this round. It's really stressful. Is this going to have an impact, or is this stress or this situation with work, or you know just the you know, the the actual stress of being in a fertility situation is that going to negatively impact um my chances and and I'm sure that you're you are also asked that question on a daily basis absolutely absolutely and and the guilt and the the shame and the overwhelm that comes with that that you are therefore not doing your best because you're feeling stressed about and what damage are you causing and it doesn't you know, as you just said, it doesn't work that way. It's just what a horrible place to be in. It's just a, a, an awful place to be when yeah. you are so, when you're drowning in all of these emotions yeah. and you can't think clearly and everything feels out of control. And that's the, you know, that's the biggest thing that comes up for me um, with my clients is this absolute lack of control and the anxiety that comes from that lack of control yeah um, so it's about let's turn our focus to what we can control what can yeah. we, we we can't control the outcome but we can control um lots and lots of other things that will get you through yeah we'll get absolutely. you through that time absolutely and i was just looking i was just actually googling what what is stress and it's defined as a state of worry or mental tension caused by a difficult situation. And, mm -hmm. and I would say that wherever you are in the fertility journey or, you know, going through fertility struggles, wherever you are, it is, you know, one of the most stressful situations you can ever go through in life. It's I would say, you know, it's up there with death, divorce, fertility struggles. It It, it is stressful. And so you know, acknowledging the stress and saying mm -hmm. this is stressful, I think is is kind of the first place. So, and and the thing that I see, and and I know you do too, is that so many things about fertility are in cycles. So, for example, you know, let's start with if you're trying to conceive naturally, there's always this kind of cycle of stress in that the first half of your cycle, you might feel quite hopeful. 
to ovulation. And then the second half of the cycle, stress kind of creeps in because you're wondering what's happened, you know, reading body symptoms. And then the period crump coming every single month is a real stress trigger. It, it really triggers those emotions. And mm-hmm. again, I think, you know, if you're going through an IVF cycle, so many stresses around, you know, the cost of an IVF, choosing a clinic, having to take medication, the procedures, the medical intervention, and then you're in the two-week wait. Again, it's like this cycle, isn't it? And and like you say, so much of it is is out of your control. And we work a lot with people who've been through pregnancy loss, baby loss, mm-hmm. and that, you know, when you know that you want to get pregnant again, but you also are terrified that when you do get pregnant again, what do you do with that anxiety and that stress because you've previously been through loss? It is it is some of the most stressful things that you can absolutely face. And And I always say that, the first step is to acknowledge that it is stressful and that that stress is not going to be the reason that you are struggling or that you have got problems. And I'm, I'm always really like, this is the kind of, this is the bottom line, you know, acknowledge it, know that it is stressful and know that that stress is not, you know, the, the reason why treatment isn't working. And, and that's kind of a, something that we remind people a lot when we work with them one-to-one in clinic. Yeah, and it and it feels hard because it is bloody hard. You know, it's it's as it's as simple as that. And 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 the pressure that uh, women mostly, um, I say women, but as 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 couples, that you can put on yourself is huge. Yeah. And the whole being, as I said earlier, being bombarded by what you should be doing, what you shouldn't be doing. You know, you really need to. Um, to look at that whole everything has to be perfect yeah because it doesn't and that by do by feeling everything has to be perfect that's just layering on another chucking in another layer of, layer of stress yeah that is just making the whole situation worse and the whole um you know this I'm sure you have the same but I have clients that come to me that's kind of like I'm doing this 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 this, this and they're rattling off all of these things and yeah. it's exhausting it's costly it's stressful yeah a lot of them they probably don't even want to be doing in the first place and yeah so I do spend time with my clients kind of stripping things back your friend told you that their friend's friend did this and it worked is that the reason why you're doing it do you get any enjoyment out of it do you feel like it's benefiting you in any in any way and just stripping things back um being aware of the the accounts you're following on social media are there are there are you following instagram accounts that constantly make you feel crap about yourself because there's a lot of stuff out there and there's a lot of blaming and shaming and you should be doing this and and it's it sometimes it just gets too much and it's and it's the overwhelm is just absolutely huge yeah i had um i can remember years ago this must have been 10, 12 years ago, I had a client that said to me, Carly, I've read that um, I can't eat cheese. And I only have one tiny piece of cheese each day, mm. but I love it. And what do you think? Should I cut out the cheese? And I'm kind of, keep the cheese. Do not cut the cheese out. If that brings you some joy. And, but the, the just to see her and the worry that she was actually causing you know, if you've got if you've got lactose intolerance, or if you have allergies, or so forth, or probably some other reasons, maybe you shouldn't. But 
nine times out of ten, if not more, keep the cheese. If that makes you happy, if that brings joy to your life. Yeah. It's just about bringing in these moments of joy where you can to try and quieten that internal voice. Yeah. And try and quieten the external voices that are constantly bombarding you. Yes. Because I, I, another thing that I looked up today as well was um, – 90% of people struggling with fertility experience emotional depression, anxiety. You know, the, there is a real, very clear knock-on effect from struggling with your fertility and your mental health. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, acknowledging that um, it is stressful and looking at ways that you can find support to help you through, I think is a really, really important area. And it's one that I think... You know, I know lots of fertility clinics offer counselling, but it's, to be honest, it's not as much as, you know, I would say people need, you know, it's a, a few sessions. And I would say that, you know, that ongoing support, whether it's through a counsellor, through family, through a community group, you know, it's about finding somebody or something that gives you that regular support to really help mm -hmm. you through, because this is a really shitty, hard thing that you're going through. And, um, looking at ways you can support yourself is is a really important part of that kind of you know or we talk a lot don't we about preparing for a pregnancy we talk a lot about nutrition we talk a lot about sleep exercise we look at all the things that we know can be really positive for your health and therefore by extension of your health be positive for your fertility but this idea of actively looking at ways to manage your mental health is something that I think we really need to talk about more and 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 sort of uh, what's the word that I'm looking for sort of have a plan for yes completely because I'm sure you've had exactly the same I see clients more regularly than I like to see that have never told anyone have yeah it's it's them and their partner and then I'm there in the mix as well and I, and I would actually say which is why things like your Facebook group is so fantastic and I can see, I see the activity on there. I see the connections and somebody will sign off a message, lots of love and things like that. And it's, and that is important to have somebody in whichever way, whether it's a friend, whether it's a family member, whether it's somebody like you and I in the clinic, whether it's coaching, counseling to be able to speak to and to be able to bounce things off to be able to somebody to maybe challenge your thinking sometimes if you're mm. if you find that you're going down a certain route and just connection yeah I, I would say that one of my last year I um, invited my clients to come out on a walk in the summer a few of them had said about um, that they did I know anybody that I could kind of hook them up with so I had a walk there wasn't a huge amount of people that came but four of them that came on that walk have become really really great friends and I mm. went out for brunch with them two weeks ago and the support network that mm. they have that will go down as a lifetime achievement for me because it Aww. was so special to watch and so it's so isolating and the and the, the the isolation and the feeling that you've got to be wearing a mask and somebody might ask you how you feel but you can't really tell them how you feel because that will then open up a can of, can of worms and and with all of the um there seem to be a lot of fertility policies coming into into 
the workplace now, which is wonderful, really wonderful. But you've still got to put yourself out there and you've still got to be vulnerable and you've still got to actively say, I'm trying for a baby. That still doesn't, it, it's, I think there's still a lot, a lot of work to do there. But it is, it's about, you know, my one word of advice would be just to get some connection and to get some support somewhere, how small or large you want that to be, but just to have somebody to speak to. Yes. And whether that's that, uh, you know, it can be a, a friend, a family member. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You no, know, it, it it could be somebody in a group, somebody online. You know, there's a lot of lot of groups out there now that connect people. And I think that's the thing that, you know, we always try to do is how can we support people as best we can in as many ways as we can that is accessible to as many people as possible mm-hmm. because we know that not everybody can afford to go for acupuncture or counselling or reflexology or whatever the the support things that are out there that are on offer. And yet we know how effective they can be because we know that they switch off that adrenaline, that cortisol response. I would say, you know, if anyone ever asked me what is the best thing about acupuncture, I'm like, it's the immediacy of switching off the adrenaline because you see it, you literally see yeah, it on, yeah. in, in people but from before and after. But there are lots of other ways that you can do it. You know, like there's yoga, there's going for a walk, there's mindfulness, there's obviously, you know, the courses that we've, we've made online. And the thing is, it's like, you, you don't have to do all of them. You don't have to do any of them. It's like, it, they, you know, it might be something that we haven't even mentioned. It's about actively finding something that works for you and, and yeah. knowing that there is no right or wrong. You know, I can't do meditation. It drives me absolutely bloody crackers. It does my head in. You know, it's always sort of recommended as a thing to do. And for some people, I think it's amazing. But I'm really good at if I go out for a walk on my own with no headphones on with my dog, that really calms my nervous system. So it's yeah, about, okay. I, guess, I guess it's about finding and being open to trying different things, yeah. accessing different things and acknowledging that, you know, it's an important part of it's not going to be the thing that's going to, you know, suddenly make the round of IVF successful, but it's going to help you get through that with, whilst looking after your mental health, because, you know, as we, as we said at the beginning, you know, stress in itself is not a cause for infertility. And that is not what we're saying. What we're saying is we want to try and make as many ways available as possible to help people through a very stressful time. And that's, you know, a big part of what we do I think absolutely and you're right finding finding what works for for you is is the perfect way of doing it and what I find though is you saying about going out for a walk amazing that that's fantastic but what I do find is then we'll bring in the listening to a podcast or listening to which again is fantastic but sometimes it's that mental overload so we so what I find with my clients is that they just want to learn. They just want to absorb as much. What can I? What can I? What can I learn next? What could be the next thing that can help me? And yeah. just that constant, constant bombardment of information. That so so when you are doing these things, so whether you're you're going out for a walk, getting yourself out in nature, whether you are just taking yourself to the gym, sometimes it's really nice to do that without anything else going on as well, and just having that silence and the time for you to think and process your thoughts yeah because by bombarding us it can also be another way of diverting our thoughts if that makes sense by by not sitting with them not acknowledging them 
oh, I'm going to listen yeah. to another podcast and see what I can learn. Yeah. And that can kind of not be too great either. So it's, it's, yeah. it's, but getting, getting, especially getting outside in nature, if you've got a dog, fantastic, you know, go for a lovely long walk and just immerse yourself. Yeah. I, I notice the sounds. I, I find that really, I always put my headphones in my pocket just in case I need them. But often what I'll find is I'll start off thinking, oh, I'm not sure where my brain's going to take me. And, you know, after an hour, I've kind of like gone through everything and, 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 and I'm in a much better place. So mm -hmm. I find that I don't reach for my headphones because it is very easy, isn't it? It's put on a podcast and sort of distract. But I purposely try not to because, like you say, I think it's good to see what comes up in your mind. What yeah, thought I think it's up. really important. Yeah, because in many ways, you know, going back to the idea of control, the only thing we have control of is what we're what we're saying to ourselves, what pressure we're putting on ourselves and how we are really, really looking after ourselves, because those are the things that we have a choice over. So mm -hmm. often our cycles just happen, you know, our menstrual cycle, it, it just happens. It's going on in the background all the time. We can do things to support it, but we can't control it. And and it's the same with IVF. You know, it, it kind of goes on. So many parts of it can't, we can't control. We have to work out what are the things that we can control, what is beneficial, and how do I look after myself? Yeah. And also we can control how our, our, our responsive, our responses, how we respond yeah. to something. And by addressing our levels of stress our levels of anxiety we can come at it from a better place I, I constantly constantly use the analogy with my clients one day you can knock over a glass of water and it can be oh whoopsie silly me and another day you can knock it over and you can just explode and you can go crazy and yeah that is generally coming from where you are at that moment in time in that place and if we can work on that and keep bringing you down to a steady level then you are going to respond better. So therefore you are going to make better choices. Like you say, you can, yeah. you can then, do I really want to be scrolling through Instagram for hours and hours looking at accounts that are just torturing me in some ways? Or could I be using that time better spent doing other things? Yeah. That will be nurturing my body, that will be nurturing my mind, that will bring me joy. Yes. And I find that so many, um, joy is such a big thing that gets lost in all of this because for a multitude of reasons, but I had, um, again, years ago, but I had a client who, this was when I used to do mobile treatments and she had a cello in her, in, in her living room. And I said to her, do you play? And she said, no, I don't, um, I can't, I just can't bring myself to do it. And we chatted it through and how would it feel to start playing again? And we left with me saying to her, if you do anything over the next week, please pick it up and play it again. Bring that joy, bring that joy and that creativity. Creativity is in our, resides in our room, doesn't it? You know, yeah. bring that out. And the benefits of that, the benefits of doing something creative, getting outside in nature, doing something you love, eat that piece of cake if you want to eat that piece of cake, eat that piece of cheese, just the just benefits you in so many ways. Yeah, absolutely. And so, Carly, if people want to work with you, so obviously we've got the courses, mm -hmm. but if people want to work with you, well, how how do you um, 
what are the options available? Because you can you don't have to be local to you. You do quite a lot of work online. I do all of my um, coaching sessions online now, um, unless they're kind of intertwined with the reflexology treatment. But yeah, everything's everything's online. So that and that can just be booked through my website. We hope that this episode has been really helpful in just unpicking how you know much we want to emphasise that stress in itself does not cause infertility. And we really want to address that sentence that we hear so often in, in clinic and that, that sort of vicious cycle that people feel very, very stuck and trapped in, that they're, they're stressed because they're stressed. So we really want to kind of acknowledge and remind people that what you are going through is very stressful and, and having a stress and response and feeling stressed about that is a completely normal part of the process. So it's, uh, you know, we really, really want to acknowledge that because fertility struggles are really hard. They're really shitty. They're really hard. And I tell you what, they're really, really unfair. And, um, you know, you can do all the work and it's still not successful. And I think that is something that is, is a really difficult thing to sit with. Yeah, I agree. And we, we live in a world now where we reap our rewards and, we seem to, it's it's a case of we put in this amount of effort and this is what we'll get out of it. We work hard in our exams, we get the qualifications we want. We nail an interview, we get a good job, we work hard, we get a promotion. And fertility doesn't work in that way. Yeah. And it's not about you do this much and this is what you, you're going to get your baby at the end of it. And you're you're so right, it is so unfair and it, is really really tough because that's the world that we live in we think we put we work this hard and it's not about I suppose it, I, if I can I, um, kind of say anything again it's 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 not about how hard you're working how much you're doing how perfect you're being it it is tough and it is unfair and if you can just try and take that pressure off of yourself then I think that will really help and benefit you thank you Carly um it's been really lovely to talk to you and um if people want to find out more about working with you so um either in come and see you one-to-one for reflexology mm-hmm. or working with you online obviously we've got the courses so we've got the pocket hug and we've got the two-week wait but also you do um coaching as well online where where mm-hmm. should people go to find out more information so I'm on Instagram on fertility underscore pregnancy underscore wellbeing. Great. And my website is carlygarrett.co.uk. Great. I'll put all that in the notes as well and obviously links to the courses. And um, thank you very much, Carly, for coming on. And thank you for it's your time. I think this, hopefully, I really hope this has been a, a helpful episode to sit through and think through. And I really hope we have provided some inspiration or at least kind of some food for thought about really making a sort of uh, you know if there's one thing to do it's looking after your mental health and so I, I really hope that we've kind of explained that and sort of given you some ideas of different approaches that you might want to think about so thank you Carly and we will catch up again next week
If you've enjoyed listening to this and want to find out more, then come and join my free community in Facebook. We have loads of resources. You can catch up on all our previous webinars and be the first to know about forthcoming events. To sign up, just follow the link in the show notes. And if you'd like to work one-to-one with myself or one of the team, then please see our website, hannahpern.com, where you can book in directly or organize a discovery call to find out how we can support your fertility and your reproductive health.